I've been abandoned. I've been rejected. I've been neglected. I've been shamed. I absolutely hate myself. What is at the core of these feelings? Come on inside and find out. I am not a doctor. There are no ABCs behind my name. I am just sharing my experiences and my opinions. If topics about trauma trigger you, please listen later. I want you to protect your peace. You have tuned into Breaking the Mask of Depression with your host, Diva with Depression. Welcome to Breaking the Mask of Depression with me, your host, the Diva with Depression. What's going on, guys? Hope all is well. Are y'all staying vigilant with your health? Not just your mental health, but your physical health. Because I heard that that Rona chick is fucking with people again. <laughs> I, I know a few people that are uh, down with it right now. Um, some people are in their second and third round. Um, the pneumonia in, is going around, RSV. Um, so please, please be very, very careful because we need you guys here. And we can't go through another pandemic. We just won't make it out of another pandemic. So please take care of yourselves. Um, if you have to wear a mask, you can do it. I've seen a lot of people starting to wear masks. Um, I keep mine in my pocket both now, but, you know, when I go out, because, you know, depending on the situation that I get into, I, I will put it on. I, I, I think that I just, you know, my immune system sucks, <clears throat> as you can hear. <laughs> and um, I don't want to take any chances. So. You know, if you have to wear a mask, guys, do it just for a few minutes when you're going into crowded places because you got to stick around. So let's get down to business. What the fuck is a core wound? I know y'all are laughing and y'all are getting sick of me bringing up these things, but that's what I'm here for because <laughs> I have to bring up these subjects that nobody talks about. And I know I knew had no idea what a core wound was. Um, I knew that I was a mess, but <laughs> I knew that there were things in my past that happened that made me a mess, but I had no idea that um, there was uh, one or two names for it, <laughs> I should say. Um, some people call them core wounds and some people call them soul wounds. Um, what started uh, last year, my one of my sisters and I were having a discussion about soul ties. And when I went to look up soul ties, because y'all know I, I love a good Google search. <laughs> and um, so I went to look up soul ties. And when I looked up soul ties, the soul wounds and the core wounds is something that showed up. And so I put it on the back burner, but I kept it in my files because um, I knew that I would want to revisit it later. So here's your Google fact. Y'all got to pay Core wounds develop when the actions of someone you are extremely close with, such as a family member, cause you intense emotional pain. So intense, it damages your very soul. Core wounds show up as feelings, such as the ones that I'm going to share with you in a few minutes. And so, you know, my core wounds cut deep 
as I always tell y'all, I'm, I'm just a fucking mess. No, really. And it's not even, um, it's not even a joke, you know, because I sit down and I think about some of the things that I say and some of the things that I do. And, um, I'm a mess. I am. And, um, I, I, I had a, a funny, I said that I'm a broken down Bronco Bruce. And if you are in my age range, you will appreciate the electric company <laughs> reference. But that's how I feel. The song was, I'm a broken down Bronco Bruce. Um, and it, he was the poor horsey. He was, he was just a pitiful thing. Um, and so that's where I'm at. And I'm not saying that. You know, because people always say that, you know, oh, you're you're such and such age. When are you going to stop blaming your parents? Well, I don't I know that everything that has gone on in my life hasn't, you know, is not all of their fault. Um, and I have three parents. <laughs> so um, I know that I cannot blame everything that I'm feeling on them, you know, because. I, you know, I've done some pretty crazy things as an adult, <laughs> so it's not all there for, but they started off the shit show, you know what I'm saying? And I think that when you start to dig deep into who you are and the things that you do and things that make you tick, things that set you off, things that, you know, affect you, you really do start to, to sort of go back to something that you were taught, something a learned response, a learned behavior um, that was a reaction to how you were treated. And so, yes, um, I will say that whoever, you know, my three parents contributed to the shit show that I am today. Um, and, you know, when you talk about people that are maybe in the foster care system, yes, the, their birth parents and what they experience after contributes to their trauma. Um, and, and you cannot deny it, no matter how much we try to say, oh, I'm grown. You know, I make my own decisions. Okay, but why do you make the decisions that you make, right? So you have to really start to get in touch with yourself because um, it's very hard to heal without um learning why you are the way you are and I can tell you guys and I'll only start for the past 16 years um the things that have popped up um trauma wise for me I shouldn't still be here I should tell you that I can tell you that um because my core wounds are deep very very deep and, you know, different people will have different reactions. People, different people will have different core wounds. Um, you know, uh, the psychiatrist that created it is John Periakos. And then there's another Canadian therapist who has, um, who continued the discussion, uh, Lisa Borbo. And she wrote a book. She has this listed at five core wounds, uh, soul wounds. And so um, a soul wound or core wound is, is just very deep. Um, it influences a person's life. And it'll be at the origin of a mask. And isn't that something <laughs> that we as a community 
live with masks and we've, we we wear them 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for probably about 400 years, right? <laughs> so, um, and we wear masks for different reasons and these wounds play a, a big part in our life because uh, they influence a person's behaviors and, and their thoughts, their relationships, their emotions. So, you know, yeah, we won't keep saying that the, the parentals have something to do. <laughs> so um, both people, both of these uh, doctors are saying that a person has at least three and one of them is more dominant than the others. And if we don't get in touch with these wounds and and why they exist, then it's going to be very hard for us to heal and move forward. Um, and so anxiety, fear, guilt, anger, aggressiveness, diseases, that's all linked to our wounds. And it's so funny because my therapist was talking about that today, how um, you know, some of the physical things that I go through are because of my mental things. And I don't think we think about that enough. And so, um, it's not everybody that is going to have A, B, C, one, two, three, four, five, you know, all the core wounds, be it six core wounds, 10 core wounds. I've seen different numbers. Um, and even people in, in the same house that grew up together in the same house don't have the same core wounds. Um, my brothers are much stronger than I am <laughs> um, and much more put together, I think, um, than I am. You know, they'll say no, but they really are stronger than I am. So, um, but we, we, we grew up in the same house. And even though we had the influences from the same people in some cases we didn't react the same way and we didn't um, adjust to them the same way and so um, there are of course mother wounds and there are of course father wounds <laughs> and um, so the father wound can show up as trust issues um, if your dad wasn't around, um, you might not trust anyone. Um, you might not even trust yourself, you know, um, and, and that puts a strain on relationships, right? Because trust is a big, big part of our relationship. If you can't trust your friends, if you can't trust your romantic partner, then there's going to be something missing, you know? And so, um, I have a biological father and I have a stepfather and my stepfather is who I was with from birth. I met my biological father when I was eight and they, they're, um, two, two, um, very different people. Um, I am named after my stepdad and he was very loving, uh, told me that he loved me constantly. And, but he was also, um, suffering with addictions, different addictions, alcohol, and later, um, drugs, but that still didn't stop him from telling me how much he loved me. And I, I always remember, that's something that I'll, I'll take to my grave because 
I don't think that I realized how important it was to who I am today. And, um, you know, when other people didn't tell me that they loved me, I knew that he did, you know, regardless of where he was um, mentally and physically, I knew that I could hold on to that. My biological father, um, completely different, um, very mean. Um, he drank a lot, um, very condescending, and yeah, there was uh, there was no I love yous there, you know. Um, never. I I don't think that my biological father ever said that he loved me, and I don't know. That's that's gonna. I guess that's gonna be another episode <laughs> because um, yeah. Um, the, another father wound is feeling like you're not good enough. Um, what I just said, if your father was hard on you, just can um, come up as not feeling that you're good enough or worthy um, and never happy with what you have. And let me tell you something. Nobody has, uh, well, I'm not going to say nobody, but my self-esteem, yeah, that shit is empty. <laughs> you know, like, uh-uh, it's not there. Abandonment issues, um, if they are emotionally absent, then that's, this will show up as abandonment. Um, this says that in both of these, I'm reading, like really looking at three things in my synopsis and it's saying that um, you will jump from relationship to relationship. Um, some of them say that you're going to be needy and um, I am not, I didn't jump from relationship to relationship. I was the complete opposite. Um, but I can I get where it is. Um, <sighs> you'll be afraid to be by yourself because you'll always be afraid of being left. Um, and listen, I'm not even going to um, tell you guys how much that scares me um, to be alone. Uh, because some of some people can say that they like to be alone, but they don't want to be lonely. And I, I think that's me. Um, but loneliness is scary. Um, and it's something that um, has penetrated my soul for the past year or so. Um, yeah. But, um, loneliness is dangerous, especially when you're living with these wounds and you're living with a mental illness. Loneliness can be very dangerous. Because there's nobody there to um, help you, you know, get through um, things that can pop up. So um, you could feel lost, no purpose, um, disconnected from your sexual self. Um, and, and both of them, what I say, see, is where um, you're trying to win the approval of both your mother and your father, um, and you, you're, you're distrustful of people, relationships, and you feel unworthy to be in loving relationships. Um, a mother wound is um, lack of love for your own body. Now, listen, y'all, we're not even, that's a whole nother show, because, um, <laughs> listen, um, I, I don't think that I've ever, ever liked my body. Um, Big, small, in between, never. Um, and I get yelled at for wearing clothes that are too baggy because 
but but that's me like I hide I've always hidden myself but um I've learned that there's a reason for that but yeah the the body thing um again not enough you're you're too much meaning that you're you know you're overbearing um you always try to keep the peace and that that's that's me that's me um it, not necessarily the peace but I will not say things. I, I'm scared to say things to people that are close to me that may hurt their feelings. And so I'll eat it um, rather than say it. Because once the ball starts rolling, then you just never know where that's just going to go. <laughs> um, you're shrinking yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You put you make yourself feel less than so the people that are surrounding you feel better about themselves. Um you feel responsible for other people's happiness, no boundaries. Um, and you constantly say that what you're feeling and how you're feeling is not that bad. Um, that's me. How you doing? I'm fine. How you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> um, and so all of these things can lead to um, just just not showing up for yourself, not being there for yourself. Um you know, um, I, 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 there, these are some signs of your, um, parental wounds. I'm going to call them. I made it my own fucking term. Um, your parents were emotionally unavailable. Um, they weren't attuned to your needs. They were abusive in any way. They used guilt to control you. Oh boy. Um, you couldn't go to them if you had a problem. And, you had to be perfect to please them. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I've been spiraling, and I think that I've told you guys this. Um, I've been spiraling for about a year or so, and the the spiral is, is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And a part of that spiral has things that have been coming up. Um, and, and feelings that have been coming up. And today, as a matter of fact, I was talking to my therapist and I, I told her I feel like I'm not in control of my mind. You know, that that I'm in danger because I'm lonely and because I don't have any control of my mind, of my feelings, of my thoughts. Um, I feel restless. I keep saying restless and lost, which is something that I saw here Um I feel like some, my, my anxiety is on high. I feel like something is brewing, you know, like something is going to happen. And um, when I went to, to um, read and research uh, about today's subject, I realized that um, my state of mind is just, is just jumping off the pages, you know, and this is me. And I, I know um, that, that, some of you out there are living with the same thing. And so that is why I chose to um, kind of share this um, because we need to talk about it. And so today I'm going to do something different. Today I'm going to talk about the, the core wounds, the soul wounds, and how they show up and give you the names and how they show up. And next week I'm going to um, talk about some of the solutions, if that's okay. Um, because we'll be here all day <laughs> if I try to do both, only because this this is emotional for me, um, probably as you can hear. And I'm, I'm going to try, as I go over the wounds, try to give us a slight example um, from my life about how it shows up. 
Um, so we already know about the mask, you know, that, that we walk around with masks um, corresponding to whatever role <laughs> we're, we're living at that moment. And so, you know, the first wound is rejection. And it's funny because I was just saying last week that I think that some of the work, the volunteer work that I do is getting to me. And this is the first thing that pops up, <laughs> that the wound of rejection shows up as overworking, over-volunteering, being a perfectionist. Um, another uh, reference to my older folks, the, the, the odd couple, um, my brothers used to call me Felix Unger when I was growing up because everything had to be neat and in a place. Um, that doesn't, that's not the case now. Um, it's a shit show here. <laughs> um, but I still do do that somehow. I, like I have to present as perfect to the public, you know, um, going over everything that um, I do to make sure that it's okay. Um, helicopter mom. I am. I, I'm not. I'm not, I don't think that I'm a scary helicopter mom. Uh, you have to ask my kids, <laughs> but I, I do like, like to know where they're at. As a matter of fact, I decided that I'm going to try to make it my business that I don't require them to check in with me every day and, you know, different things like that because, um, you know, they're, they're adults with their own lives, you know, and I, I don't want to be the smother mother. Um, feels trapped, which is what I just told you guys, like, restless and just there's no way out um and so one of the masks that you wear as a, a child of rejection is you withdraw um you don't believe that you have the right to exist um if, if you receive compliments from your parents it was only because you conform to what they like or um, you did something that they they wanted done and you know um and then when you get older, you know, you, you want to be perfect so people will love you. And criticizing will send, criticism will send you into a, a spiral, which is very true for me. Um, and, and if you say something to them that is critical, that can send them into a hole for a week because they were going to, to pin, you know, try to break down everything that they did for the week, everything that, um, you said they did, they're going to, you know, put it under a magnifying glass. And, but in the end, they're going to feel like they're, they're the, the asshole, like they're, they're the one that's missing something because they, they, they made the mistake, you know, and, um, perfection, being trying to be a perfectionist will, um, really break you. It will break you. Um, because you don't ask for help, because you don't want to disturb anyone. Oh, you know, I don't want to bother you. You know, so you try to do everything by yourself. And when, when the, the, the wound is flaring <laughs> or running over, um, you, you re withdraw and you stop speaking. And that's me, you know, I, um, I, I say to myself a lot and 
even if I'm in a crowd of people, I'm by myself. And now if I'm with my close friends and family, then that's different. But if I'm out somewhere, um, I always stay back um, and take in everything, you know, because I always have to know what's going on and see what's going on. And I have to sort of read the room, um, which will which leads into <laughs> to another uh, wound, which is fear. Um, and so, you know, that's the when you withdraw, you're, you're coming from a place of rejection as far as this, the core wounds are saying, um, you didn't receive like unconditional love. And I didn't, I really didn't. Um, and, and a lot of people will say, well, maybe my, their parents went through things. And, and I understand that. I really understand that everybody has a burden to carry. Um, but do we excuse it because is that a reason for the abuse? Is that the reason for the neglect? Is that the reason for the abandonment? I don't know, guys. I, I don't know. And I'm going to tell you all now that the forgiveness gene, I don't have that shit. I don't have it. <laughs> you know, I don't have it. Um, and, and I talk to God, to the saints and the ancestors and everybody else about it. And I try, um, but I, I'm not there yet. So. Um, yeah, I'm not there yet. Um, next is the fear of abandonment. Now, this one also has, and you'll see that as you go across the, the wounds that they'll have, the, some of them will have the same, um, the same feeling showing up. So like fear of rejection is an abandonment also, um, disappointment, being lonely. Um, we worry, that's me. Um, we have no sense of self, no sense of power. Um, we're sad all the time. Um, and I, I, you know, everybody says that I'm very sensitive. Um, and I am, you know, like I, I cried the drop of a hat, <laughs> but, um, why? You know, why? You, why do I cry like that? You know, what happened that made me this way? Um, and so when, when you are living with a wound of abandonment, they say that the mask is dependent, being a dependent and neediness. I'm not that. Um, I'm not neediness. I guess not in the physical sense, but, you know, of course, everybody needs to be loved and needs to be appreciated. That part, yeah. Yeah, I, I do need to um, feel like I'm making a difference or appreciate it. Um, caretaker. Well, damn it. Listen, if you go to the Webster's Dictionary and look up caretaker, that's my name. <laughs> that's my name. That's me. Because <laughs> I am the mom. I want to take care of everybody. Um, but the child that lives with Abandonment is lonely. They didn't get nourishment. They didn't get emotional warmth and they were not supported. Um, and, and it's funny that um, this comes up because I just said to you guys about how I cry. And it says that as a child, you were left to cry. You know how they say leave babies and let them cry to soothe themselves? Yeah, some people take it too far. 
they take it too far. Um, left with strangers. Um, yeah, yeah, that's us. That that's the three of us. Um, we we were left in some places, and and even if they, they were strangers, um, they weren't people that we were always comfortable with. Um, people that we trusted. Um, loneliness, deep sadness, um, not knowing why you're sad. Um, uh, one of the running jokes um, in my immediate family, my mom and my brothers, is that they would just come in the room and I'd be sitting there bawling and crying. And they're like, why are you crying? I don't know. <laughs> well, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> I'm just sitting there crying and nobody knows why. Shit, I didn't know why. Um, and so I guess that that's part of where the sensitive uh, label came from. Um, and the mood swings. It says mood changes. I'm going to say mood swings because today I could be feeling like shit. Tomorrow I feel like half shit. <laughs> or, you know, and it, it could go from hour to hour, you know, not even day to day. Um, and it's just stuffing. I'm sorry, I had to pause because stuffing. Um, like I said, just keeping things to yourself because you don't want to hurt someone. Um, keeping things to yourself because you don't want the attention. Um, you don't want the conflict. And <clears throat> that's hard, you know. Um, you attract emotionally unavailable people. Hoo child. <laughs> Did I tell you all about my relationship? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, emotionally unavailable people because you're trying to take you you think that you can change everybody. And and everybody says that that's a woman thing. Like you think you get these men because you think that you can change them and it, it's not that simple. You know, it you're trying to be a caretaker. You're trying trying to make them emotional. You're trying to make them loving. Um you feel like you you don't want to be left out of things um and so you try to be there you, you're overbearing in some senses because you're trying so hard to be the caretaker and to be there everything that um that sets up a dependent situation which will cause problems for both of you and so that's something that we we would definitely need to address because you're just going to continue to attract these people and you're going to continue to um, give off these feelings and it's not healthy for you and it's not healthy for the person and so you wear the mask of a dependent and I had to accept that even though I'm not a dependent person physically I may be a dependent person mentally and emotionally and that's something that I know that I have to look out for. Um, the next one is humiliation. And it's because you were humiliated by your parents. Um, and, and the humil humiliation, humiliation um, emits feelings of shame. Um, it, it's 
you know, there are things that my biological father has said to me and I'll never, I'll never get past it. You know, even if I, if tomorrow miraculously everything is healed, trauma is gone, anything, I will never, ever, ever forget some of the things that he said to me. I will never, ever forget some of the things that his side of the family said to me and about me. Um, because like I said, I met him when I was eight and, um, there, that's no way to treat your child. There's no way to talk to your child. And in some situations, he allowed other people to um, say <sighs> humiliating things to me. And I won't, I, there, there's no getting past that because I, I had to eat that because I was a child. And then I had to eat that because I was trying to be a good daughter. I had to eat that because I was told that you have to honor and respect your mother and your father. Um, and I, I ate it all my life. Like, even up until now, I ate it. Um, yeah. The shame. The shame. Um, it, it's, it's big. Um, it's big. And it, it just, when I, when I think about all the things that I don't say to people, you know, like the therapist has been trying to get me, and this is not just my therapist that I've had for the past couple of years. This is across the board um, since my first encounter with a psychiatrist in my 20s. They want me to, they, they've always asked me to write a letter to my parents. I can't even put how I'm feeling down on paper because I feel bad. Because if they would have, you know, well, my mom is still living, but like if she reads it, she's going to, it's going to hurt her. Um, but that shouldn't be the case because she hurt me and she should know the things that she did to hurt me that made me who I am today. Um, I, I, in my relationship, I ate a lot of stuff. I never said anything, you know, certain things, how I was feeling, um, the things that I saw till this day, because it's like, oh, well, you know, you don't want to make him feel bad or you don't want to make him feel like less than. And so I stuffed everything. Um, the purse, the child growing into an adult uh, with the shame can come feeling dirty, um, disgusted about yourself. Um, another thing that can lead to um, sexual sexuality issues not sexual well sexuality sexual yeah if you start reading yeah it, it all adds up <laughs> um it, it does um but here's the thing that really got me the person living with the fear the this wound of uh, this wound they use food to to compensate for how they're feeling and they gain weight to protect themselves y'all y'all not everybody knows me but <laughs> um listen I tell y'all all the time that intimins is my therapy was my therapy I can't use it anymore but intimins was my therapy um if I had a 
some donuts and a Pepsi, then all was going to be right with the world for an hour or two. Um, and then after I do these things, and, and as this says, you feel guilty about trying to make yourself feel better. Um, and then, you know, you know how they say um, you'll make fun of yourself before someone else has the chance to make fun of them. Well, that, that's part of this um, this wound, this humiliation wound. You know, you don't want to um, you shit on yourself before somebody has the, the, time, the chance to shit on you. You know, like they say about people that are overweight, like you're, the, the overweight person is jolly. Um, and, and, and they make self-depreciating um, comments about themselves and laugh. So, number one, they, somebody else doesn't have a, tr- a chance to make those jokes. And number two, you want to make sure that everybody else is comfortable talking about you and treating you like shit. Um, and you're going to stuff it and eat it because you're not going to say anything to cause a scene or you're not going to say anything to make anyone feel bad. So the next one is betrayal. Um, we, we can go on and on. Um, as a matter of fact, this is something that my friend, one of my sisters and I, we have been talking about this constantly for the past couple of months about friendship and betrayals. And, um, the wound of betrayal is is really a big thing um, because you make yourself judgmental, you know, of yourself. Um, you can be judgmental of others, too, but that that could also just be uh, a, a fence, a wedge, uh, a cover up. Um, and, and it's because you did not have your expectations met by your parents um, and you felt manipulated and betrayed because you did not feel like you were being fulfilled your your needs were being fulfilled your expectations were not fulfilled um and so because of this wound in addition to the other wounds the, the lack of trust we hold on to it we hold on to it um and and we you know put up that mask again of the strong physical responsible person <laughs> everything's in control but behind closed doors, we have shit control of our lives. Um, we're not, we're not strong. Um, we're just a puddle, a mess. Um, and again, this is another um, wound that shows up as you're trying to prove yourself to other people. Um, and you have weak ass boundaries because of this. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, can I tell you about boundaries? Um, and I think that's across all of these wounds is that we have boundaries. We have boundaries. So, um, and we don't put them up. You should have boundaries throughout your life, through every area of your life. We don't do that. Um, We don't talk about our flaws. We don't talk about our weaknesses. Just like I said, behind closed doors, it's a shit show. Um, Another wound is the guilt wound and the manipulation that can come from your parents. Um, My mom can manipulate a situation and make it everything our fault and not her fault. (laughs) And uh, so I've seen it. 
Um, I've seen how it works. Um, and so because of that, you don't set proper boundaries. Uh, you attract people who do the same thing because we know that, like they say, you, you marry a father. Um, as a woman, you marry a father. As a man, you marry a mother. Um, you attract these things because think about it. Your parents are supposed to mold you and love you and, and make you into a, a great person, right? And so if they are doing these things to you, then that means that they are not creating um, a human per, a human being that can um, meet all their needs and, and be a good person. And so wh what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, like, what are you going to do? Um, and so um, another one of the, the signs is not liking to ask for favors, you know, and, and I don't. I, like it's kill, it kills me to ask for a favor, um, and I get yelled at, especially by my brothers all the time, because you, you there's there's no such thing as you are by yourself and you don't need anybody else to do anything for you. That's a lie. It's an absolute lie, and um, we need we need people to be in our world to help us to be better people. Um, and, and this is the, one of the last wounds, um, it's called the wound of injustice. And I, I think that that ties into the betrayal part. Um, you're afraid of people that are cold hearted and lack emotions. And it says that as a child, you suffered from the coldness of your parents and you could not express yourself. So. Again, across all boards, you're trying to be perfect. Um, you don't want to be an individual. You just, it, it, like across the board, it's showing you that you were not nurtured properly. Um, and we, we constantly, you know, are wearing these masks that do nothing for us. You know, like you really have to think about it. Um, what is it doing for you? What is it doing? You know, you're running and you're trying to make people love you. You're running and you're trying to make people like you. Um, you're running and you're trying to make people respect you. What? Like, we have to love ourselves first. We have to respect ourselves first. And that is at the core of these wounds. These wounds are created based on who we, who we were brought up to be. You know, and I know that sometimes, and not sometimes, I just said it to my therapist today that I feel horrible for some of the things that I've done. And I feel shame for some of the things that I've done, but that that comes the things that were the things that I did, some of those things that I did, a lot of those things that I did came from a wound somewhere in my childhood. And that's what I want you to take away from this this evening. Um, it's okay to 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 listen to me and to read these things and um, accept that you have some of these wounds, that that you do have some of these flaws. 
Um, it's okay. You're not less than. And I'm talking to myself. And of course, I knew that I wasn't going to get through this without crying. But <clears throat> I'm talking to myself, too, because we're still good people. We're good people that went through something bad. Um, but we're good people today. We're just good people that have to fix some things. And there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. And I can't say that to myself, but I can tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. You're amazing. Um, you're a superhero because you're still here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still here. And you're still loving people and you're still taking care of people um we just have to learn how to not take care of them too much <laughs> we have to learn how to not overlove them too much um we have to save some for us because we're worthy of it and it, it's it takes a lot to accept that you're worthy of something when you were told that you weren't all your life you know and so I can say that, like, I was in a 27-year relationship um, before that, um, two-year relationship. Um, and I, I made myself indispensable to these people. You know, like, I did everything for them because I was scared that they were going to leave me. I was scared that they were going to um, not um, love me. Um, I was scared that they wouldn't like me. And in doing that, I created a hell within myself. Um, and, and these people walked around with their chest stuck out and, you know, looking all wonderful and nice and <laughs> packaged pretty and handsome to the public. But nobody looked behind them to see that I was lost that I was lacking, that I didn't love myself, that I didn't like myself. And yes, I can say that those are, <clears throat> the, this, these feelings and, and the things that I did, yes, they are because of the way I was raised, um, because of things that I didn't get. And I can also say that because of those things creating me, I passed out some of those things to my kids. And, and I can see what I pass along, I can see the bad parts that I pass along. Um, and how the, how the fuck do you fix that? You know, we want the best for our kids. We want our kids to know that they are amazing. And I tell my girls all the time that they are amazing. But that doesn't take away from the wounds that I pass along to them or the wounds that I created during their lives because of who the wounds that I had that were never um, that were never fixed, that were never patched up, that nobody kissed my boo-boos. <clears throat> and so what I want you to take away from this, this evening is that it's okay. You know, it's okay. Now, you know what's not okay? It's not okay to know that these are issues in your life and you don't try to fix them. You don't try to get any help. And I'm talking to men, women, black and brown. I, that's what I'm talking to because in the black and brown community, we refuse to fix ourselves. 
we continue to wear those masks. And it's okay to wear a mask during the day if you want to. But you got to fix what's going on behind it and what goes on when you take it off, when you get home, when you're with your people. Um, if you know that abandonment is one of your fears, then go get help and find out why it's one of your fears. You know, that's not um, and we're seeing that a lot in um, in the in the black and brown community now because there's such a a, a rage and and this fight between black men and black women and it's because there's so much that's unhealed in both and both of us have to get all of us have to get help so we can love each other better. And so that's how I'm going to end tonight. I want you to listen to what I'm saying and I want you to research. I want you to go look at the wounds and, and find out um, which ones you have and, and maybe try to figure out what needs to be worked on. That's your homework. Next week, we're going to talk about some of the solutions, um, some ways that we can work towards um, healing these wounds and becoming better for ourselves learn maybe healing the wounds will teach us to love ourselves and then that will make us more able to love each other i thank you guys for listening i know that i went a little over today um but this is something that was sitting on my heart for a long time and it's because i i i am going through it like i am so deep going through it that this is why I get choked up because I'm in it with I'm in it, y'all. I'm in it <laughs> and I'm in it with you. So you're not by yourself. Um, so thank you for listening today. Um, if you don't already, please go follow me everywhere. Um, I'm Diva with Depression across the board. Um, you can visit me at divawithdepression.com. Go subscribe, subscribe. Um, I'm doing some changes, making some changes um, these next couple of weeks. And, and I'd like you guys to all be there. Um, to witness it and be involved um, and be included. Um, so let me know where you're at, what you're doing, <laughs> you know, but subscribe. Um, listen, review, leave me a review. Um, when you read, you, the, I'm, a, I'm available, the podcast is available on all platforms. I'm available on all platforms. Feel free to reach out and give me a review or let me know um, what you would like me to talk about. Um, I truly appreciate feedback. Uh, although, I'm horrible at taking criticism, but I still want the feedback, okay? Um, but share share these these episodes because you might share you might just save a life. Somebody else is going through it and they're afraid. Um, and I want you to help them to know that that they're not alone. Um, but guys, yeah, just keep giving feedback, keep listening, keep keep supporting me, keep loving me. I appreciate it. I'm trying to start a movement, y'all. I'm trying to start a movement so we can heal. Um, I want to start and I want you guys to come with me. Um, and I, I want us to work together to get some healing going in our communities. Thank you to Illumination Media and Technology for our ma providing media services and production services. They do everything. So go follow them. Um, guys, Please stay well. Please find some peace. And always remember that you are a superhero. And I'm here with you. And I love you.